Welcome to the Study Guide USA podcast, hosted by Henry Hoffman. Learn how you can study in the U.S. as well. Welcome, everybody, to episode 11 of Study Guide USA, the podcast. I'm Henry Hoffman, and I'm your host. Today, we are joined by Nick Benning. Nick is a student at the University of North Dakota. Welcome, Nick. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very pleased to have you. Um, obviously, a, a very cool um, occasion to to speak with you now, especially as most people don't really, um, you know, consider North Dakota when they're thinking of studying in the states, especially as an international student. Um, but yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about how how uh, you came about studying in a state like North Dakota and what you're studying too. So I am studying at the University of North Dakota in the commercial aviation program, which is basically um, combining flight training with a four-year degree. And I've always been interested in aviation from an early age. My dad got me a flight simulator 10 to play on the computer when I was like four years old. Um, And then in middle school, when we were looking at career options, airline pilot popped up. And then from then on, I uh, we kind of like tailored my high school class schedule to be towards like airspace, math, physics, that kind of thing. And then what really sealed the deal for UND was UND has this really great program for um, it's an airspace camp for anyone. Um, you basically spend a week uh, living as a airspace student at UND. Um, so I went to that um, when I was this, this summer between my junior and senior year of high school. Um, and I loved it. I mean, we were flying every single day and we were living in the dorms. We were eating in the in the dining hall. Um, we had sims, uh, simulators. Um, and then, yeah, I, from then on, I re- really knew that I just wanted to go to UND because they the program that they have here is, is we have the largest privately owned fleet of um, aircraft in the United States or the world even. Uh, we have something like 100 aircraft uh, all for training and that that um, ends up in just really high quality flight training which which is what you want in this career. Of course, yeah, for for everyone involved, obviously, <laughs> um, that's that's crazy. I mean, obviously, I was a student in in North Dakota myself, but I didn't know that the fleet was that massive. Uh, so that's that's quite impressive. And how does that work now? Just out of curiosity, in the winters, because obviously winters in North Dakota are tough to say the least. Uh, very cold, lots of snow. Um, how does that work? Do you even go out now and 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 get to to fly in that sense, or is it mainly within the simulators? So we can fly until negative thirty two degrees Celsius. Okay. Or twenty eight, something like that, because um, at that point the fuel starts to freeze. But uh, we have uh, safety procedures in place, so if it's anything below freezing, so thirty thirty two Fahrenheit or zero zero Celsius. Then we have to have a, when we go fly, we have to have a winter hat, gloves, jacket, and boots with us. Otherwise, we can't get dispatched. And that's just in the in, in case that something does go wrong and we have to do, do an off-airport landing that we won't, you know, freeze to death. 
Right. But uh, it's 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 to- totally manageable once you once you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. The first the first few weeks are tough, I guess. But uh, then after that, that's interesting. OK, but quite uh, impressive that you still get to fly even in conditions like that. I'm I'm sure that also helps because it prepares you for severe weather conditions whenever uh, whenever later on you, you have to fly too, right? Exactly. So that's awesome. Like I could have gone to there's multiple collegiate um, like programs in the in the U.S. mainly uh, Arizona, Texas, Florida, but they just fly in ideal weather conditions all the time. Whereas I knew that if I came here, I would be challenged to flying in cold weather, windy weather, maybe less than ideal uh, cloud layer levels. Um, it just in my eyes, it provides a more rounded aviation experience than just going to a flight school in Florida. Right. That that actually would have been my next question, why you decided for UND in that instance. I know you, you said, uh, you know, impeccable um, um, program there at UND in Grand Forks. And compared to all the other states, it's uh, it's preparing you for for everything, I guess. Uh, Texas obviously is is somewhat of nice weather all year round. <laughs> Same with Florida, mm-hmm. um, but obviously, especially as international students look at universities in the states, coming from everywhere in the world, um, they usually don't picture North Dakota, right? Um, so, for for you, where where do you see a benefit? Maybe aside from the program that one might choose. Where do you see a benefit of going to places that aren't that common, such as Florida or maybe, I don't know, East Coast, like Boston, New York, wherever it might be? Mm, I would say it gives you a better understanding of the country as a whole. Like, sure, I could have gone to gone, gone to some school in Arizona and I would have pretty much the same up, upbring, upbringing that I had in Seattle but uh, just there's a whole different culture of people just all around all around the US like especially in the Midwest we call it Midwest nice everybody is since it's so cold since it's such a harsh place to live um, kind of have, have to band together and be nice to each other which is something that's really nice like um, in Seattle, we have something called the Seattle Freeze, where people just ignore you. It's completely here, um, which I really like. I'm a outgoing person. I like talking to people, and here they like talking back. They like being nice back. So certainly, I when when uh, I was there, it it was the same thing. I was not shocked, but coming from Germany, um, you know, I think Americans are very outgoing anyways but in the midwest it stands out it's it's crazy how nice people are and and uh, for me i don't know how it is for you or was for you uh, now that you've lived there for a while as well but um for me it was almost like i couldn't believe that it, they were sincere <laughs> i was like you're so nice to me you're inviting me to family barbecues you're inviting me i don't know to your family eastern and and all that stuff without knowing me um and and it's just normal right one memory that stands out about midwest nice to me is the first or second winter uh i was still kind of learning how to drive in the snow and i ended up in a snowbank Mm. um 
And then I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to call a tow truck. Um, but this Jeep just pulls up behind me, sees me stuck in the snowbank, uh, yells at me, hey, you want me to tow you out? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> I didn't reach that. And I, that's just something that I feel like you would get, you would not get anywhere else in the United States. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, maybe for the people listening, in, in terms of research beforehand, obviously you mentioned that you you had a week where you uh, essentially went to campus and, and sort of got an experience that also made you decide for, for the school. Um, but was there any additional research you did? And, and if so, what did that look like? Uh, for, for a lot of people that approached me and asked me, okay, how do I find a good university that fits not only my budget, but also what I want to get out of, you know, uh, the culture, maybe uh, the life in in the town or in the city they're, they're going to, uh, to school in. Um, yeah. What, what did that look like for you and, and how did you go about it? Right. So for research, cost is obviously a factor. Um, the main schools I was looking at was UND, um, Emory-Riddle which is an aeronautical university and uh, they have two campuses in Phoenix and in Florida. Um, also, Purdue was on the table, maybe, but my ac academics weren't as good as they needed to be for Purdue. Um, those are the main ones I was looking at, but uh, Purdue just is Purdue and is expensive. Uh, Emory Riddle is a private university, so they can charge what they want. Um, so, when we were looking at it, it was 60000 a year plus flight costs, which is insane. And then UND, um, back when I went my freshman year, they had an agreement with the Western states where, where it would be, I think it was like half of the normal out-of-state out of tuition for the first year. And then UND has this really, really, really nice program where you can become a North Dakota resident. So switch your permanent address to a a resident residence or address that you live at in North Dakota, and then from that moment on, from that moment on, you just pay the in-state tuition rate, which is so cheap. Like for I'm taking one class this semester, and the bill for this semester was like two two thousand two hundred dollars. Wow. Okay, that's that's crazy. And mm -hmm. do you do you know of any other schools that are doing that? I know North Dakota is obviously trying to attract students as well, um, also international students, which is great. Uh, but do you know of any other states or schools that are doing that? I, well, you, UND is a state state school, so I imagine all of the um, all the colleges in North Dakota have that program as well. Um, I can't say for other states, but I imagine if you did enough digging you would find something along those lines it's a very good hint for everyone that wants to look into that because obviously for every everyone not only american citizens american citizens um it's it's cheaper but also internationals right and there's so many grants and scholarships and yeah that's awesome um one question i i have is actually before attending und or i guess university in general is there anything that you would have wished to know prior to be sort of prepared, not only maybe for the program, but studying in general at, at university in the States? Um, 
though in high school in the U.S., they make college out to be so hard and so difficult. <laughs> and when I got here, it was, it was definitely an adjustment, but the time commitment compared to high school was nowhere near. Um, so that was something that would have been nice to know. So, like, not go into it, like, sure, go into it, like, with the right mindset that you're going to do well and you're going to excel, but don't stress yourself out too much about it. Um, because the years that you're in college is are the real, are the years that you find yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, um, as for the program itself, UND has this reputation of, um, sucking the fun out of flying, um, especially in the later flight courses when you're just burnt out and you want to get done and get out. Um, what I would say to that point is, especially in Grand Forks, there's two great places that you can rent aircraft from. Sure, it might cost a little bit more, more, little bit more money than flying at UND, but it it makes flying fun again for me, especially um, the flying of the summer. Um, UND is closed on Sundays, and at that point, the the airport is so empty that you can pretty much do anything that you want that you wouldn't normally be able to, to do with the strict UND standard policies and procedures. So. Find something that makes that brings fun to you that you, you can fall back on if you're ever feeling down or if you're feeling like burnt out. Um, I wish I would have known that before I started the program. That's tremendous advice. I like that, uh, especially. I mean, with North Dakota, I guess the the weather uh, the, can can sometimes be a little depressing as well. It's very cold, very dark. Um, but if you find something, as you mentioned, that is is fun. Um, mm-hmm. And whenever you have those feelings of of being a little down or being a little upset, whatever, uh, burnt out as well, then um, that that's great. That's cool. Is there um, anything in in Grand Forks that uh, you can recommend in terms of you know, let's say restaurants, um, going out, whatever there that might be but uh, for people that might consider north dakota eventually and i hope some people do that are listening um maybe they can they can hit up those spots all right so obviously the drinking agent in, in in the united states is 21 so but uh winnipeg is two hours to the north the drinking age there is 18 um, obviously not telling people to just drive north of the border and to go drink, but um, that's what <laughs> me, and my, me and my friends did for Thanksgiving break freshman year. We got an Airbnb in, in Winnipeg for for Thanksgiving break. And uh, it's two hour drive might, sa- might, might sound a long time to European listeners, but it, it's really, it's just one hour to the border and one hour to Winnipeg. Um but in Grand Forks, once you're 21, you can, there, there's a whole, it's a college town, right? So there's all the bars are centered in one spot, um, which is convenient for when it's cold out. You don't have to spend much time walking, walking around outside. Um, but even then, um, downtown has a whole, whole bunch of good restaurants. There's two really good, two really good steakhouses two really good pizza places um there's a couple of fine dining restaurants um and even like going 
outside of downtown, like scattered around in, in, in like um, strip malls, there's some really good restaurants that you kind of stumble upon. Right. Yeah. You, you just try it and then it's good uh, and you're mm -hmm. hooked. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Did you, did you before attending university have any sort of fear of, or maybe even, I don't know if you knew people going to UND um, prior, prior to attending, but were there any fears that you had when, when you uh, started going to university? Right. Um, so I mentioned I went to airspace camp yeah. for UND. I met my, I got along with two guys there pretty well. And we both, or all three of us, ended up going to UND and ended up um, living in like the same sweet style of uh, dorms. So it was like a one one pair of two, one pair of two. That was the that was the suite, and we had a bathroom to share. Um, so I ended up living or sharing a dorm room with one, and then the other one shared with another person. Um, so that was nice, but also everyone in the dorms is is new. Everyone wants to make friends. Um, even if socializing might not be your thing, there's a whole bunch of clubs that you can check out. Um, for instance, at UND now, there's a German cooking club. German cooking club. So if you're wow. just missing home, you can join that. Um, yeah. Part um, of that just. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid of socializing because other people are going to be in the same position. Other, other people are trying to make those connections that, that that really get you get you through college. That's awesome. I I preach the same thing. Um, you need to get out there, even if it's uncomfortable, maybe at first, but it'll pay off. And like you said, everyone else is in the same situation as you. So uh, everyone's trying to make friends. Everyone is trying to connect and. I find, I mean, I don't have a comparison either because I only studied in the sa States, same as, as yourself. But um, what I heard from friends from all over the world, not only Germany, but also other European countries or even uh, South America or, or Asia, um, the States are, or schools, universities in the States are doing a fantastic job at trying to get people to be comfortable with with those clubs and and actually uh, get comfortable socializing and and I haven't heard of any other country um, that is that is actually trying to do the same so uh, it's tremendous. So, for example, um, fre freshman year, I had a class that was Aviation One Hundred. That's basically it's it's a one credit course. You can pass it in your sleep, but it's it's designed. <laughs> To get you out and about Grand Forks and finding new things and finding things that might work for you, finding things that might not. Um, I remember one of the assignments was uh, go to a hockey game. So I had to go to a hockey game for, for class, which for students, tickets are 10, 15 bucks, which is totally doable. Yeah. And it was fun. I met some fun people there. Yeah, I'm sure. That's cool. I mean, UND is obviously a special place. We talked about this uh, beforehand, but um, yeah, that that is cool because, I mean, even if that is being promoted, right, people need to do it. They're sort of forced in a sense, but it's, it's a good sort of force, I would say. So um, that's great. 
it's actually bringing me to something that I I started doing uh, I think two or three episodes ago. It's called Henry's Speed Questions. Um, so essentially, uh, I just hit you with something. It's like an either or question or a statement or whatever, and you just say what you think. Um, and it's it's tying back to what you just mentioned earlier. So my first question would be um, for anyone going to the states, dorms or apartment dorms freshman year for sure got it and then are you still living in the dorms as well no i'm living in a house now mm -hmm. um with so the one of the people that i met at airspace camp um kyle his parents bought this house um for him to live in um so he's basically my landlord i met him at camp and just goes to show the connection that you make early on in your even before your university career can influence the decisions that you, that you make when you're in the last couple of years of your your of, of the program here mm -hmm. and it's a and it's a really nice house and rent is cheap the house is big we have a backyard deck garage which is nice it's needed too and especially in the winters yeah that that's awesome and obviously a lot of people do that uh when when they have the opportunity um you could also rent it with friends right there's always that option if you don't have uh one of the parents buy a house um but yeah that is awesome very cool um second one is one misconception about the u.s that international not only students but many people have where you would actually let me let me add something to this one misconception that yeah i guess a misconception is something that you you think is not true right so yeah <laughs> let's go with that um that if you're not going to harvard or an ivy, harvard or an ivy league that it's not worth it to study in the us um for example one of my friend good friends from high school um gordon went to a university of san diego which to be fair, it's a school in California. Um, but now he's doing his, he's still got an amazing education in chemistry. And now he's doing his master's in chemistry in Chicago. So, wow. Very, very impressive. That is, uh, that is tremendous. And I mean, obviously both, both uh, cities and universities are probably tremendous, right? So that's, that's great. But I, I like the I like that idea of of people not considering only the, these top universities. Obviously, you want good education, and um, I would argue you can find that anywhere. It's it's upon yourself to make the most out of of uh, the place you go to, right? But um, I think the experience in and of itself is much more valuable than the education per se in the sense of what you learn obviously that's that's needed and and especially in in something uh, uh very critical like like uh, what you're doing with flight school and aviation um and any any other program too to be honest but i think um at the end of the day it comes down to having a good place good surrounding you need to feel comfortable you need to have fun you need to enjoy the time while you're there and you need to be able to uh, be challenged in the classroom as well. So as long as you get that, um, there's no reason why you shouldn't consider, uh, let's say, uncommon states for for international students 
um, as far as universities go. And as international students go, um, UND especially has, well, the aviation side of UND has, so the, has an agreement with a couple airlines in, in Asia. So I know for a fact that um, Japan Airlines um, and then one of the South Korean Airlines, they send their cadet the cadet program or cadet students to UND for flight training. Wow. So, um, and obviously it's a big, big adjustment from living, living in Asia to living in North Dakota, but, uh, they're always, I've heard from my friends that are flight instructors here. They're the best students that they've had or that they have because they always come prepared. Um, they, Obviously, they don't have the, the usual college experience, so they're only taking flight courses. So when they're not flying, they're studying, so they're super prepared. But even if you're a normal college student, you can still make time if you like what you do to, to especially if you like what you do, to excel in what you're doing. Certainly. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Is there... Um one thing that you would like to change about university in this particular instance, UND, obviously, uh, without trying to kick <laughs> them out here, but is there anything that you would like to change about the program, how, I don't know, the dining hall is set up or, or anything that you would like to change for yourself? Um, no, I mean, the whole program is pretty fair. Obviously, it's dictated by the by the regulations and so what we can and what cannot do. Um, so if I have a problem with the regulations, there's not much I can do about them. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing I would say is some no, I really haven't had a problem here apart from just the weather. <laughs> yeah that's a good one okay let's let's take the weather then i like that um speaks to uh speaks to the quality of the program and the university and your surroundings so that's awesome that's awesome um last one as far as the speed questions go um biggest life lesson you have had while studying that can be anything uh what you can do today do it today and don't push it off till tomorrow um, especially freshman year, I always thought I had more times. So I was pushing off projects off and off, and then, oh crap, it's due tomorrow. I haven't started. Um, <laughs> it's it just isn't fun that way, right? And you do sloppy work and trying to get rushing it, rushing to get done, turned in by midnight. Um, yeah, obviously, that's something everyone has to go through. Learning that procrastination is not healthy or the way to do anything um especially for aviation since um, um the regs say that we have to have a 76 percent or higher in the class to pass so our standards are a little little bit higher than um any other classes where you can still pass with a d mm -hmm. um so just nailing those study habits is 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 pretty important 
I think you're you're speaking for every student ever <laughs> as far as procrastination goes. But that's that's a good one. Um I like it. Good life lesson. Maybe for the last question, Nick, in in terms of any advice that you would give to international students either considering going to the states after high school for example in their respective country or maybe they have already decided to go to the states but are yet to to choose uh, the the perfect university um what advice do you want to give them would you give them or or is there any um right so just find something that that you like to study um Obviously, it can't always be um, exactly what you study or want to study if it's if if there's some cost involved. But try to find something that makes you happy, and if if you're doing something that makes you happy, you'll. There's a good good saying that I, that I like. Um, if you do something that you love, you'll never you'll never work a day in your day, day in your life which is the way I look at aviation. I like studying aviation. I like, I even like studying regulations about aviation because <laughs> uh, I know it's going to turn into getting paid to fly airplanes all, all over the world, um, which is something that I've dreamed of doing from when I was a kid. And um, which might sound like idealistic or whatnot, but um if you have the means to go for it, obviously scholarships are out there. Um, the U.S. has some student loans that you can get. Um, aviation on the aviation side of things, uh, um, there's so many different um, uh, aviation scholarship scholarships that you can go go for if you qualify for them. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been hard work but it's also been super rewarding because it it's just it's just i never thought i would get the chance to follow my dream of flying flying airplanes for a living and now i'm so close to making that happen which and it feels amazing so that uh, it my, i guess my piece of advice would be just do what you want and if you want to do it enough you'll find a way to make it work Certainly. And, and there's so many ways to finance. I mean, if, if budget is really the, the only constraint that you have of going to the States, maybe go for a semester or, or try a year and you will see that there's ways to work on campus. I did the same thing as an international student. You, you, uh, you know, even get your social security number to work on campus. You can't work anywhere else, but they just pay you uh, not only minimum wage, but whatever the state is is uh, declaring as minimum wage and then a little more. And um, you can make some money there that pays for, for your college and, and tuition and room and board or whatever. Um, and there's so many ways that you can you can actually make that dream a reality just like you're doing right now. So um, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see. And, and uh, it's great that you're you're uh, speaking to that as well. Um, so thank you very much. Yep. Well, Nick, this uh, this was certainly awesome. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, as mentioned, it's it's uh, quite refreshing and and very cool to have someone from a different program. Usually, we have you know majors from all types, but aviation, I would say, is 
not the most common. I, I mean, maybe you would argue differently, but uh, I, I certainly haven't I haven't met too too many people that are uh, going for that, which um, yeah is is sad. But hey, maybe there's one or two people out there that are listening that are uh, pursuing the same thing and and get excited and and inspired uh, by listening to you. So um, this is this is great, and and it was a pleasure having you on. Great to be here. Thank, thank you for thank you for having me. Very welcome. This was the Study Guide USA podcast with Henry Hoffman. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share, so we can help many more students study in the U.S. as well.